Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This will be for section 120, which is fairly short. But I'm going to add a few things to it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet at Far West, Missouri, July the 8th, 1838, making known the disposition of the properties tithed as named in the preceding revelation, section 119. When the Lord established the law of tithing in this dispensation, he explained whose responsibility it was to handle the tithes of the church. On the 8th of July, 1838, the prophet Joseph Smith received the revelation, making known the disposition of the properties tithed as named in the preceding revelation. Verse 1, Verily thus saith the Lord, The time is now come that it shall be disposed of by a council composed of the first presidency of my church and of the bishop and his council, and by my high council, and by mine own voice unto them, saith the Lord, even so, amen. Today, this council consists of the First Presidency, the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, and the Presiding Bishopric. And that was uh, effective, uh, or at least in a conference report, back in 2004. I want to read a few things, though, about fasting. In Isaiah 58, verse 6, it says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness? To fast in the Lord's way, we must repent of our willful sins, our unkindnesses, and our selfishness. The bands of wickedness may be the chains of bo or bonds of sin. As President Kimball put it, sin is like handcuffs on the wrists, a ring in the nose, and slave bands around the neck. The bands of wickedness may refer also to the bonds of slavery and oppression. Continuing verse 6, to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that ye break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked, that, they, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make, thy, make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of thee, our descendants, in other words, shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt rise up, raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. So as we talk about uh, fasting... Uh, and back in Malachi, and also in Third Nephi, it says, Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. The Grand Richard said, In a revelation given to the prophet Joseph Smith, the Lord made very plain the importance of observing the law of tithing. 
How could one's conscience not burn within him upon the coming of the Son of Man if he realized that he had made no contribution to the expense of establishing God's kingdom in the earth? Especially would this be so when one realizes that all that he has he obtained from the Lord, who created the earth and the fullness thereof, and who gave us our lives and our being upon this earth with a promise that we might inherit the earth eternally if we are faithful. Should we then not be willing to pay something for such an inheritance? It is not uncommon for a man in this life to pay money for ten or twenty years to purchase a small plot of ground for his use while he lives upon the earth. Should he be less interested in acquiring an eternal inheritance? It is not unlikely that the law of tithing was an important part of the Lord's plan for the Nephites, as it is for us today. President Kimball said, Sometimes we have been a bit penurious and figured that we had what we had for breakfast, one egg, and that cost so many cents, and then we give that to the Lord. I think that when we are affluent, as many of us are, that we ought to be very, very generous. I think we should give instead of the amount saved by our two meals of fasting, perhaps much, much more, ten times more when we are in a position to do it. The concept of fast offerings appears as early as the time of Isaiah when speaking of the true fast he encouraged people to fast and to deal thy bread to the hungry and poor that are cast out. The prophet instituted the practice of collecting fast offerings for the poor in Kirtland, Ohio and later in Nauvoo, Illinois. The Quorum of the Twelve Apostles sent a general letter to the church defining the principle of fasts, stating, Let this be an ensample to all saints, and there will never be any lack for bread. When the poor are starving, let those who have fast one day and give what they otherwise would have eaten to the bishops of the poor, and every one will abound for a long time. And this is one great and important principle of fasts approved of the Lord. And so long as the saints will all live to this principle with glad hearts and cheerful countenances, they will always have an abundance. That was by President Monson. I've heard also that bishops and stake presidents say that the real blessings of the Lord are in the payment of fast offerings, the beginning of the living of the law of consecration. I bear testimony that these things are true and that if we will consider uh, our fasting, uh, that it's, uh, it's not just going without food, but it's also uh, doing those things we can to avoid sin and temptation and that we avoid uh, the trappings of the world also as we fast. And that should continue even past Fast Sunday. I bear testimony that these things are true and pray that you might uh, do a better job at fasting in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.